Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Peter Rosenberg! The majesty. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one hardest working sports and recreation podcast in show business today is Cheap Heat, and it's back on this Friday, December 30th. We don't take vacations, okay? Sure, Monday Night Raw takes off. Sure, Masked Man, he took an episode off. Everyone takes off. Not Cheap Heat, baby. We keep plowing through the holidays like lunatics. Today, uh, we will not be joined by the physically vacationing stack guy, Greg, who's doing what he does best, take vacations. We are going to be joined by, wait for it, 35 at 35 Dipperstein. Hey there. Hey, I'm, I'm on what you would call the definition of a vacation adjacent. Wow. Wow. He, yeah. Coming to us live from, uh, how can I say this in a way that, that Troy won't ask me to edit it later? Coming to us live from Florida. I would say, I, 
I would say, um, you know, Jerry Seinfeld did this for us many years ago, almost 30 years ago, already did this for us. And all yeah. you need to know is that I'm at Del Boca Vista. Right. Is it Del Boca Vista? Is it like uh, they live in a community? Yes. 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 Only my grandmother here. Your grandmother's in the community. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where's your, where's your grandfather? He's in another community. <laughs> they're, they're in very various communities behind different gates. Oh, this is there's a lot going on here. Much like there's a lot going on with uh, Troy the Goy, who I believe should be observed in a Swedish um, therapy facility for the next year straight. And we also want to say, Troy, happy birthday! The special Troy the Goy happy birthday edition of Cheap Heat. Happy birthday, bud. Why, thank you. I'm entering my 27th year. Do you have any advice for my 27th year or, or wisdom to impart based on mistakes made in yours? I think it's all a little too personal for the for the podcast, but oh I would say just try to, you know, ask yourself why with, with everything. Why? Why do I want to do this? Why do I feel this way? Why? 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 We don't ask ourselves enough whys, and that's when I... When I started uh, figuring it out and handling things a little better, I started saying, why do you, Why am I feeling this way? And I, you don't always find the answer, but I, I think it can be helpful. How about that? Was that something? That's something. I will. I might get a tattoo of that on my why? I, I might get some, you know, midlife crisis thing here at 27. And get a Oh, tattoo my God. Are you dying at 50? Why? Are you are you dying at 54? <laughs> I, what are your plans? I mean, I just got hip surgery, so I might. You know what? It's a good point. It's a good point. You are clearly ahead of time. Um, but anyways, Troy, have a wonderful birthday, bud. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let me tell you what happened when I was 27. Hmm. I think. I might have been 26. I believe I was 27. I met a guy uh, at uh, at a Rock the Bells concert uh, wearing a Jake the Snake Roberts watch. His name was Peter Rosenberg. Oh, I remember it well. <laughs> That was your, tw you were 27? I think I was 27. Uh, seven years ago. Eight? Maybe, it may, it might've, I might have been 26. What are your teas? Probably when you brought your uh, Mercedes as well. Yeah, uh, I definitely had the Mercedes <laughs> at twenty-seven. That's exactly <laughs> when I had it. Did you? Did, you didn't hear the podcast when I did this bit, did you? You you texted to me that you. Uh, well, I saw the subject matter of last. I didn't listen to last week's with with Greg or earlier this week. Wow. But I saw. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I just didn't have a moment. But I I I saw um, that you were talking about my spending habits. <laughs> So he was like, what, what were you saying about my spending habits? And, yeah. I, and, I, and the actual explanation was basically I was so like emotionally wound up and concerned about buying a Mercedes at 43. And when you took the test drive with me, you're like, oh, I, I had this car. I loved it. And I thought at that moment, I went, well, I never drove in this car. That let means me, he had it prior to even meeting me. Yeah. Let me tell you, I, I, you know, I came out to Los Angeles with a Nissan Sentra. Okay. okay. And by the way, I'm not a car. I'm really not a car snob. I, I really am not at this point. I like nice cars. I, I am thankful and grateful that I'm able to drive nice cars. But I, I'm not like, oh, I, I, I'm not with cars. Okay. Mm -mm. I came out here with a, with a Nissan Sentra. It was my first car. Then I got um, uh, a Prius, which I had for, for, for three years. I, I leased a, a black Prius. Prius um, was like the 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 mailroom and assistant years. Yes, oh, and then wow. the moment I got money, I went to the Mercedes dealership. <laughs> the, For, the moment I had a dime in my pocket. 
Mercedes-Benz. See, and that's what I'm saying sums up the difference. Whereas me, my my order of cars, I think, has been um, in, in college, my parents bought me, and I was very lucky. My parents were very cool about getting me a car because my college was so cheap relative to my brother. Back then, in-state tuition was like, I'm not kidding, $15,000 a year at Maryland, my whole my whole education. And I went yeah. five years, was like $75,000, right? It's like one yeah. year now. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, and I'll say, yeah. I'd like to say this right now boldly on the show. Of all, and to all of the Cheap Heat listeners who have kids who are approaching college age or there, you already know. Of all the insane things about inflation, price gouging, et cetera, nothing's more insane than college prices. Nothing. It's absolutely Basically, you have to be rich to send your kids to college. That's basically what the situation is now. But I, and, unless you want to put gas in your car in Los Angeles, that's a, that's also right, the right. most expensive. That's a thing very ever. good point. Yeah, gas in Los Angeles and college. And so uh, my parents were kind enough to buy me for nine thousand uh, dollars when I was at Maryland a ninety three Maxima. Um, Love a Maxima. I, I, Love a Maxima. My I father had Maximas. We were Maxima. Really? Well, I, had, I was a Maxima asshole. A Maxima asshole. I didn't know that. That's a, that's Maxim assholes a thing. <laughs> Is that what you said? No, we were we were a Maxima household. Household. I think you said a Maxim asshole. No, <laughs> I said, "Is that a, we?" I didn't know we were a community of people. So I, I was always into the Maxima, and um, because it was the car that they stole in Menace to Society. So I was mm. like, "Oh, I need I need that car." Love that. So, it's true. so I got. It had the uh, it had the big six six disc uh, or no, ten disc changer in the trunk. Um, was very into it, so I had that car. Yeah, and ten then, disc changer. That's a lot of discs. A lot of discs. I think I had a five or six disc. That was the most most discs I ever had changing at, and then at a certain I, time. No, no, I think I had a ten disc in the trunk, and then when I finally had a little bit of money, um, I got the job at WJFK. I went to the Honda dealership. And I got the Oarsman Honda in Bethesda, Maryland, and I got myself an Accord. And I decided on the fly to get stick, not really knowing oh how to drive stick. Oh, my God. The amateur hour ridiculous move of the cinch. Well, I, I, I'm i very grateful for it now because I'm one of the great stick drivers of all time. Oh, but it, God. Are you still one of these people still holding on to the stick? Oh, I could drive stick. I could drive stick. Oh, no. Let me tell you something. No one gives an ish. Whether you could drive stick. See, you'll you know, never buy another stick. No one's buying sticks. You know, it's you know, done. The stick is done. The stick you know, is dead. And do you hear why he's so emotional about it? Because the non stick community wanted it uh, to die. Yeah, oh, please. If, if I saw I some, someone, someone in the modern day has a stick, I, I say, I don't know what's going on with this person. There's something what if it's going a sport? on. What's, don't some of the really nice sports cars still come stick? I would say if you have a $200,000 Porsche and you have a stick, you get a okay. pass. If you have a, a regular car and and you're and you're driving stick, there's something going on. There's something I mean, going. But on. you hold on. You remember I had that like two years ago. My my crisis divorce car that I bought was a used BMW that was stick. Yes, I do, and I remember thinking to myself, "Listen, I love this man. There's I, something I, going I can't on. say anything. Uh, you know, I, I'm just gonna leave it alone. You know, there, but there's definitely something going on. <laughs> <laughs> there was something going on. By the way, there was. It was everyone knew it. You didn't have to say it. So, it's a product of having something going on. So I, the first time I got it, I, so I, I decided to just get a stick car. Could barely drive it home from the dealership, but I made it. And then learned stick, and that was fun. Had the Accord. Got a second Accord lease. Then upgraded. Said, okay, you know what it's time for. I'm going to get the Acura TL. Upgraded oh, I love to that. An, a very nice car. Very nice. Yeah, car. yeah, very nice car. Went I love the an Acura, Acura TL. Felt felt sort of big time to get the Acura. 
did that for a while, then went to the uh, BMW um, X5. Um, I, I, I think I recall this car. Uh, very briefly before uh, things uh, before uh, things uh, went a little haywire. Things. You're not drivey though. You're not a drivey guy. You what could do you drive any guy. You're I, not driving. I don't know. Oh no, I'm not a car guy. But I'm a. You're very not a drivey. Guy. You don't. You live in Manhattan. You don't. Dri- I, you're not a drivey what guy. Are you, what are you saying? Hold on. Hold on. Relative to most New Yorkers, I'm the epitome of drivey guy. They meet me and go, "What is this? You have a? I've had a car in Manhattan my entire time living here. Most people do not do that. I. I. The only time I didn't have a car was when my ex-wife kept the X5 and I was carless and roaming the streets like a like a lunatic. Right. But 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 um. Like the chin, you were roaming the streets like the chin. I don't, I don't uh, understand the reference. It's a mafia reference, uh, but um, <laughs> but from a, from a movie or real mafia? From real life. Oh wow, interesting. <laughs> but um, uh, well, inspired by the Uncle Junior roaming in the streets story. Ah, that okay. was a real thing. So anyway, but oh um, no, you mean the opposite? The Uncle June thing was based, was based on the story on you're life. saying. Got it. Correct. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Um, but, but what I'm saying, what I'm, what a tangent that was a quick little tangent. I loved it. <laughs> Sopranos tangent. We used to do that. We don't do that anymore. Um, but what I say, you're not driving. I mean, my whole life is driving. I, I driving oh, around Los yes. Angeles is, is what kind of car does he have or she have? What, blah, blah, what, blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a whole blah, blah, blah car culture. And, and in New York, it's, you know, I have something to get around. Okay. Yes. In LA, I, it's like a status thing. I, oh, more yeah. so than New York. Yes, I agree that the status thing is definitely more of a, yeah, of course, of course. But what I'm saying is the fact that I've been driving the whole time in Manhattan makes me, in fact, more of a drivey guy than the average person because most average Manhattan guys don't even have a car. Than the average I, yeah. New Yorker. No, no, no. But even than anyone because no one here does it. You have to be committed to the car. You're paying for a garage. You're pay- it's it's a it's a hassle. You got to deal with the easy pass. The blah blah blah. The blah blah blah. blah oh blah. yeah, yeah. You're easy passing and easy passing. Um, and the insurance are high because you're in Manhattan. Anyways, this is a- I, anyway. I, just real quick, I had a I had a horrible easy pass situation when I was oh, no. going to the airport from um new york to, to to when i was going to newark airport just uh, last last week my uber driver went up to the easy pass thing oh, no. and had easy pass but it didn't open and let me tell you something okay there's nothing angrier than a driver behind a guy whose easy pass thing didn't open the guy behind us gets out of the car and he goes merry christmas merry christmas i'm gonna open up your uber for you get ready to drive get ready to drive and he he uh, the guy behind us gets out of his car in the freezing cold and uh, was clearly like an angry Brooklynite guy, you know, really <laughs> just an angry man. And he gets out of his car and he pays for it. And it was like so begrudging. And I, you know, it was just a horrible experience. How did he pay for, for it? He, he used his thing. Yeah. I don't even know. You can do that. I thought it he goes used like with a the card. He board. had like a card. He put up to the thing. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Were you leaving? It was leaving the summer residence. It was leaving. No, Are you sure? It, you sure? Because that's what it sounds like. If he had a card, it sounds like you were leaving the summer residence. No, I was leaving uh, the home of Howard Tannenbaum. Oh wow, this is yeah. very. By the way, in case you were wondering what today's episode is going to be, we are doing an entire podcast just about cars, easy pass, and travel. That is the show. Yeah. Hope you, hope you're not here for wrestling. I've had some uh, any- horrible horrible turbulence. I got to be honest, horrible. I Skylar Aston texted me that uh, the the before he took off, the pilot warned of turbulence uh, before the takeoff with his whole family back to Los Angeles. Uh, people are sending me things about the Honolulu flight. 
I'm, I'm, I mean, I gotta be honest. What do you mean? I, what Honolulu? Oh, the, oh, the story, the yeah. horrible Honolulu thing the, you know, there's, there's endless turbulence stories and I'm getting all of them now. I bet, I bet I shut up about turbulence because all I'm doing is getting, is getting peckerhead turbulence stories. I, I gotta be honest. I don't want to hear these stories. I mean, I do want to hear them because I, I like to be very prepared. The but first the thing I did when time, I woke up this morning, my flight is tomorrow back to Los Angeles. The first thing I did when I woke up this morning is turn on the turbulence for kid. It's it's an unbelievable life you live, by the way. I, yeah. I can't imagine it myself. Um, anyway, so that was the long, boring story of how I got to this car that Dipperstein had 16 years ago. Um, now, we hope everyone's having a wonderful holiday. I have had a full-on... I've, I've never really had this committed a staycation. I've never truly committed to it. It was always like, oh, we're going to try to go away. Let's try to do this. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And in this case, we just said, no, no, no. We're not going anywhere. It's not happening. Let's lean into it. And I got to tell you, it's been quite nice. We're, we're going out to a mage meal every night. We're organizing and getting the apartment together during the day. We're watching great things. I finished Severance. We're, we're, we're the highest level. So I have to say this about Severance, okay? I watched the first four episodes eh, seven months ago, maybe nine months ago. We got distracted. I was not that engaged. People told me, oh, my God, the second half, it gets so good. I went, okay, okay, it's going to get so good. It's going to get so good. Okay, okay. And then the other day I said, you know what, Natalie, let's turn on the second half of Severance. Let's pick up at episode five and just see. Unbelievable. It it's really one of the is. the best finales I've ever seen in my life. The, the final three episodes are so good. I normally think when people say that, oh, you got to stick through it thing, it's kind of annoying. Like, why do I have to stick through a TV show? In the case of Severance, though, I really do think it's worth it. I'm not a sci-fi guy. So, like, the first four to me were cool but kind of boring. Like, I was, like, waiting for the thing. I was like, what is the thing? I don't understand what the thing is. And then in the final three, they let you know what the thing is. And, oh, my God, and it ended. And, Dip, I had no idea there was a second season coming. Yeah. I just assumed it was done. Anyways, um, so I'm watching TV shows. I'm going to dinner. Had Shun Lee West last night. Delicious. Tonight, and this will be amusing to our listeners who both participate in wrestling and in uh, participate in um, what I'm doing tonight. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to the Fish concert tonight. I can't believe it. I, I'm shocked by this. I love fish. I mean, I'm not like a fish guy. No, you, you don't fish, love fish. I'm not a fish guy. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't. I'm not a fish guy. No, I didn't think to be a fish guy. Good, but I like fish. You do. The music is on. I listen to the music. You're fine with it. Howie's a big fish guy. He's a fish head. He, he's so. a full on lunatic going to shows. Like if I called him and said, "Hey, I have a ticket. Come tonight." Is he canceling his plans to go? Yes. He's that big a guy. Yes. Do you have an extra ticket for him? I might actually because um, I well let me find. Oh, he's out. in Maryland. He's in Maryland. Oh yeah, I forgot. He went to my hometown for the holidays. He's in Bethesda. That's very, very interesting. With our dear, dear friend. Should I check uh, in on him? Should I see I, how he's You how should. He's I feel I, I'm, I'm, I have FOMO up a storm. I'm not there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a shared close friend of the two of you, and he's you, – you, I guess you couldn't do it. You're in Florida. It doesn't make sense. No, it wasn't going to happen. Um, I'll tell you what I watched a lot uh, over the holiday. Wrestling. Um, oh. Yeah. Wait, like, it's like, like, like – well, Hold on. Like Hulk Hogan? Yes. Yes, like the stuff that we used to watch when we were younger and your – you know – you know what I'm you, talking you're, about. You're still watching that? Uh, yeah. 
like Roddy Piper and yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. Yeah, and, and uh, um, the one well, with yeah. the uh, the one with the 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 the, the, the he, he did like combos commercials or like um, cheese stick. Uh, what the, was the commercial? Uh, the guy that yelled. He, he was yelling a lot. Yeah, ooh, yeah Take, that guy. Break ooh, me off. Yeah. He, ooh, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar or something. Yeah, was that it? Break that was me it. up. Yeah. Um, ooh, yeah. Macho, uh, Macho Man. Macho Man. Macho Man. Oh, it's Slim Jim. The Slim yep. Jim. Yep. Yeah. Macho I, Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember the wrestle. I remember that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, what yeah. have you been watching? So I I couldn't I can't believe this. I well I watched the I watched the Flare Duck. I remember um, him. He was the one with the uh, the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want me to go back? I will go back to the bit. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. We're talking. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I, I um, the one, th- the the one main thing I noticed from the Ric Flair doc, uh, the this one is, major right. takeaway, biggest takeaway, is away, that right. um, there are several appearances by a very popular uh, radio and broadcast personality, Peter Rosenberg. Oh, and I will tell you, wow, that um, he he looked stunning. <laughs> was wearing a Met Gala worthy uh, suit. His uh, beard looked perfectly coiffed and 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 trimmed, <laughs> and he was articulate and had great lighting on him. And was I'll tell you very what, the, the, very good. So so I, this is the order of I, I I had not watched the doc yet. I saw the commercials and I thought oh, I'm definitely not in this one because the commercial they're showing Stephen A. Smith and Mike Tyson and blah 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 blah. blah. I'm doing a lot of blah 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 today. Anyways. I didn't think I was going to be in this one. And then uh, Sam wrote me and uh, gave a, a little bit of commentary on some thoughts and then also said that I was in it. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then Dipperstein says I, that he's watching the Flare doc and I looked the best I've ever looked is, is what he says, which, by the way, he says that I'd say one, once or twice a year for a pay-per-view. It's the best I've ever looked. Well, you're impro- your look is improving. That You know what? You're not wrong. I appreciate that. I am improving. So I... um. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here, uh, and I, I get a DM from uh, someone you've heard, you may have heard of. His name is uh, Mr. Cody Rhodes, okay? And Cody just DMs me on Twitter. You look great in the flare, dog. <laughs> and I said, so I thought, wow, I must really look great in the flare, doc. If not, Dipperstein says it once or twice a year. Cody has never reached out to me to tell me I look great. So I watched it. I, I liked. I liked it. I, I I thought it was a different look. It wasn't the look that I thought we were discussing. Yeah. Um, but That's I hate but, the first time they use me is like the most generic thing. I'll be I doing know, these. I know. I know. I'll be doing these docs, and they'll be like, "Okay, just do us a favor, so we have it. Can you just explain what the Royal Rumble is?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "The Royal yeah. Rumble is a match when blah blah." And then they use me for. I'm, you have I, a great take, explaining voice. That, yeah, no, no, I'm explaining, explaining. I got to yeah. tell you, I, I'm a little bit jealous of how much they used another Jewish man. That Keith Elliott Greenberg is in it nonstop. Uh-huh. He, he's I, like even, the, I, I, he's I just like, tuned out when I saw uh, Not You. <laughs> he He's the long-haired uh, biographer who wrote one of Flair's oh, books. Oh, my God. He, he's, yeah. He's oh, going and going. Oh, yeah. Rick yeah, he, Flair. <laughs> for Rick Flair's character, this is very... Uh, I'm not going to say anything that's going to require Troy to edit anything, but I'll just say this, and you you guys figure it out. That guy who does a great job, everything he says made sense. He's smart. He's knowledgeable. I'm not knocking the guy. I'm just saying he makes me look like Anderson Cooper. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I, I would love but, to. I want to take that guy to Flakowitz 
and show them uh, the best uh, egg everything that Florida has to offer. By the way, did you understand my? Do you think? How do you think Anderson Cooper stands as a very uh, Gentile reference? Yes, that's a good. Oh, hold up! Smell test. Go ahead, sniff those pits. Now your bits, feet, toes. Come on. Ugh. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a... <sighs> Shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, hold on. Someone just walked into the room who I know has some thoughts on the uh, flare doc. She just finished it. Hold on. The always understated. The always low key. So she's strutting right now. Here, Natalie, go sit on that couch over there. Can you not? Can you not? Can you? Can you please not? I, I gotta be. I gotta be honest. I um. Go ahead. I was. I cried on multiple occasions uh, during the flare doc. I cried at the read part, obviously. Oh, yeah. I cried at the super kick part. And I cried when I saw how perfect your tie looked. And I cried a few other times. I was crying and crying. Mm. And I got to be honest, I said this to you, but I'll say it again. Go ahead. The fact, you know, look, you know, the fact that you were included in this documentary, which in my opinion is the defining flair documentary wow, done by really? wrestling people. Yeah, but done by wrestling people and not by somebody else. It's the defining one because it's honest. And 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 it gives the most detail about what happened a few years ago with him health-wise. You know, right? I, that does that does make it more full I, you because you know you didn't know. Look, we all know he has his drinking problems and his issues and his addiction problems. But you know, it was I don't maybe I'm wrong and I just didn't pay enough attention to it. But to me, they never really explained what it was, and and in this they did, which you know was affecting to me personally. And I just thought this was a really good thing. My point was that it it is very flattering and and a thing. There's, there was something going on that you were included. Well, you know what? I, I don't take that lightly. Um, I, I mean, this is the greatest wrestler of all time. Okay. I don't care. You're talking about me. Says. You're talking about me or Flair. I'm talking about Flair. I don't okay. care what SGG says. I don't care what David Shoemaker says. I don't care what any of these other schmageggies say. Ric Flair is the greatest wrestler of all time. He is number one. He is Washington on Mount Rushmore. End of story. I'll see you when I see you. Let's have a bagel. I'll talk to you later. Um, I agree. He is really the number one guy. Um, I want to know what what does that guy say about Flair? He had him in top. He had top tier, right? He had Flair yeah. top tier. Yeah, I, I no, think, no, he had, you know, no. And they, everyone has him top tier. No, actually, uh, Dip's just using him. A- anyone as an example. Um, 
I have I have Flair very, very high. I remember recently I declared that Stone Cold is the number one guy of all time when you add it all up, how successful he is, all the things he did. But it's He's almost like there. there are two. There's almost like two, you know, because Stone Cold's number one in some ways, but Flair is so the... His level of influence in wrestling and in culture is so huge. You really can't overstate it. Anyways, Natalie, you had not seen, not only had you not seen that doc, but you hadn't seen really any Flair doc. What were your impressions? I was like, dip. I just, I cried and cried. So good. Hysterics. But like, was there anything in particular that surprised you that you learned about him that you didn't know? Or I just, I, I didn't know that he was an orphan. Um, I, I did, but I didn't know the details. Like I yeah, that was that the most details I've ever heard on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that was fascinating. It just it, it was a great way to kind of set the tone of the whole doc because it's a it's about a man finding his identity, essentially, right? And he doesn't know what his identity is, and and then he finds himself within Ric Flair, mm-hmm. and then he just gets lost in that. Mm. <laughs> preach and i think that's something that we all kind of struggle with um i mean you know like as we get older we struggle with with keeping our identity and being that top level person we we picture ourselves well i mean listen you're talking to no there's no one who understands this more than brian dipperstein who's literally living a character 24 7 365 I, let me, let me it's say so rare thing. that it turns off like in the those random moments when he's tired enough that like the jokes are gone and he's just like I've never seen it happen <laughs> it, it, oh it's, it's very rare the moments when he goes from being Dipperstein to Brian I've only called him Brian a couple of times but only when he's being a true bitch <laughs> does he get Brian <laughs> alright Brian let's relax <laughs> you're living the gimmick uh, and don't forget he's also Dip Flair come Come WrestleMania weekend. Oh, facts. He's at Trust me, I know. I, I gotta just go say, with Dip everywhere. He's he's let out. Let me just say this this year is going to suck. Okay, I'm just I'm sorry. Why? Like, why? For, come on, for it's dip, not going to suck us. for you. For me, it's not going to suck for Dip either. We're gonna. What do you mean? Go ahead. Go ahead. You don't understand. When I am on when I am at WrestleMania, it's the only time of the year that I can truly disconnect in any form, in any capacity. Okay, I I disconnect Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I fly home Monday. I disconnect on Monday-ish. You know, that's it. Those are the four, those are the five days. And I now get, you can't I, disconnect. No, now I'm going to be 20 minutes from my house. I'm going to be, you know, maybe staying at the hotel, maybe not. Like it's going to be, you know, all the events and all the things are places I've already been and I've spent a million hours at. You know, the the bar, the everything that you know, the venue. I've been to SoFi 50 times already. It's just not going to be the same. And uh, the only thing that could happen is maybe I, I I do I do the watch along with Demolition and Powers of Pain. Now that would be something. I, I, I got to start thinking about this in a real way. I think I need and want to do it. Really? I I, I think I'm going to do it. You think you're going to have a you think you're going to have a party with Demolition and Powers because they're going to be there. They're, they're going to be there. They're going to be there for WrestleCon as they always are every year. WrestleCon is. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or is it Saturday, Sunday? We'll look it up. My intention is to do it on Thursday, probably. Um, maybe they're here, maybe they're not. Do you want me to? Do you want me to put a call in? I have their the, numbers. I no, have no, exchanged no, no, numbers no. with Axe. No, 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 not to them. Do you want me to put a call into WWE about just moving this whole WrestleMania thing? Why does it have to be Los Angeles this year? Where Where would you like it to be? Uh, I would like, uh, you know. 
Orlando again would be fun. Oh, that was a great. <laughs> by the way, by the by the way, I can't wait for London. Is that happening? Yeah, they're saying it can happen. So uh, that would be so mage. Now, now, real quick. So, excuse me if this is a dumb question. I know the answer, but I'm gonna ask anyway. Seeing as your family no longer lives there, I'm guessing that next year in Philly will feel like closer to a normal mania. Yes, it will. A thousand percent. Like you may, maybe you'll meet up with someone or for a drink, but you'll be, I'm not meeting be, up. I'm not meeting up. You'll, you'll just be in your bubble. You'll be in full wrestling bubble. You're not meeting up with any of your ne'er-do-well Pennsylvania friends. No. Okay. No, I mean, not- maybe I, I doubt it. There's a very small chance that I do that, but a lot of them are gone. You know, do you think both, we can ask uh, both physically and uh, literally? Unfortunately, do you think we can? Uh, do you think we can get see if Greg and Crystal would be willing to host D- Demolition and Powers of Pain at their apartment in Philadelphia? Well, if they have a great time this year, they'll do it again. Oh, <laughs> uh, the guys, this is very exciting news. I I wanted to get this person on the show last week and I couldn't, um, but he's apparently available now, so I wanted to get him on. I want to talk logistics with the Powers of Pain as well. Hello, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever on the podcast. Evil Sam Roberts. Hey, Sam. Welcome. How is everyone doing? I am here to tell the truth, and I'm tired of keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> Got it. What a nerd this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, tell He's us. He's Harvey Whippleman and Jace. Who nerd? Did? You want to talk nerd? I'll talk tape trading with you all day, brother. <laughs> no, who, do you, who do you? Tell us the truth since we have evil Sam, and, and regular Sam is so nice. He's such a politician. Who do you hate most in the wrestling industry? Just let it all go. <laughs> I hate Jim Cornette. I hate his BS takes. I also hate every Pritchard and every Conrad who's trying to steal my thunder. Oh, yeah, sure. I can start a, a podcast with Brutus the Barber Beefcake, too, and get a lot of views. But I don't do that. I rely on my own talent. I am the last professional podcaster. Broad- and I'm sick broad- of keeping my mouth shut. Broadcaster, Sam. Broadcaster. No, I am a podcaster. He is a broadcaster. No, no, no. You- I know. I think you're saying is the last professional broadcaster. That is good guy. Sam Singh. Heel Sam is here to tell you I'm the last professional podcaster. You, you got Shoemaker, you got Dan Black, you got all those people trying to podcast and I'm telling all you how to podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, evil Sam Roberts. Dip, do you have any questions for, uh, for evil Sam? What'd you think of bunkhouse stampede 88? <laughs> I thought it was a little overrated. I much prefer Starcade '92. Oh wow, is that true? So tell us about the day you went to Wembley Stadium for SummerSlam '92 as a child. That must have been super influential in your life. People talk about the boyhood dream. They talk about Shawn Michaels. My boyhood dream was Wembley Stadium. My boyhood dream was the British Bulldog finally getting his come up and against Blood. That. Is my boyhood dream, people. Um, all right, Sam. Any anything you want to plug in closing? Maybe the Jim and Sam show, or the you know, not Sam YouTube. Watch channel? the Jim and Sam show available on Sirius Radio. You can watch Sam Roberts, all whatever the hell I'm calling the podcast <laughs> these days. I've gone through three rebrands. <laughs> I think it's Sam Roberts now. You got not Sam, Sam Roberts now. Yeah. yeah, I have Colt Cabana coming on next week. It's going to be a very <laughs> exciting interview. I hear that you had Thanksgiving dinner with Nick Gage. Yes, Nick Gage. He cuts the turkey and then he blades his head. It's the best Thanksgiving platter you could imagine. All right. Uh, thank you, Evil Sam. Take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, there he is. The very maybe you know what? Maybe next time I'll call him depressed Sam Roberts. He sounded more like depressed Sam. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I did watch uh, uh Bunkhouse Stampede. Um, which I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if I ever finished in all these years and the cage match at the end is so mage. Do you know why? Cause the powers yes. of pain are in it. You love the it powers was, of pain. It was their first pay-per-view appearance. Warlord was not wearing uh face paint and barbarian was, um, oh, wow. and it was just a, an unbelievable, uh, match. Unbelievable. Um, that's fascinating stuff. Dip. Let's go back to <laughs> Natalie, do you have any more? I feel like you came in here for a purpose. Do you have anything else that you wanted to say about the flare doc? No, I just wanted to hear what you and Dip were talking about. Really? Oh, well, thank oh, you. You're have, a great guy. Yeah, you're a great guy. Have you been enjoying staycation? Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, did you enjoy uh, Shun Lee West last night? Ooh. Dip, you got to go with us to Shun Lee sometime. I got uh-huh. a picture of my plate. But it's not even that Dip will, if Dip hasn't been there, He'll love the New York Jewish Chinese food aesthetic of the whole thing. Let me ask you a question. Do they have crab rangoons? Do they have crab rangoon? I I got to tell you, crab crab rangoons have quickly climbed up into the Mount Rushmore of Dipperstein Chinese food favorites. Really? Uh, Yeah. I'm one of the biggest crab rangoon guys in the biz today. But I'll tell you what. That should be the social clip right there. Yeah, there you go. You might be the only one I know. Wow. The only wow. crab room guy. You don't yeah. know other people that order crab rangoons? Um, Here's something for the peckerheads. If you know a place in New York or Los Angeles that is serving tremendous crab rangoons, we want to know at Cheap Heat. The <laughs> ringer needs to know, where are these crab rangoons located? Is that is that true? Do we really need to know? We need to know. All right. We need to know. Um, so we'll get we'll get back to Crab Rangoon in a moment. Uh, I had a couple of headlines here that were interesting. Let's see this. How about this? I, I was looking at the old dirt sheets. And in case you guys are wondering, we, obviously, there's not a lot of wrestling to talk. Did they do? I saw the, I saw a clip of Max going around on social. They did a full episode of uh, Dynamite last night. I haven't watched it yet. So, yeah, I saw there was a thing of Max in the crowd sitting with a, a woman. And he's like, I, look, I found the only hot chick in Denver. I saw that. I saw the headline. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, but I didn't. I didn't see the whole show. I've kind of been watching only old stuff this week. How about this Booker T on if AEW hiring Mike Mansuri will be a game changer for the company? Um, I love how they always say Booker T took to his Hall of Fame podcast. Uh, the way that they write these articles about what people say on podcasts, I know, I know, I know. it's so it's generic. He doesn't take to his podcast. He does a podcast every week. He gives opinions on it every week. Right, takes um, to his podcast. I, it's 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 kind of. Um, I love Raja, and I, 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 as you know, I have been I have been on Raja.com since 1998, 99. Okay, for many, many years, I've been looking at Raja, but like, I don't like when they now start pulling these things like Santino Morella reveals original plans. I mean, who like, why is I know, that? I know it's a not headla- like, the, the, the I, I don't know, you know, news. like I, I Road Dog talks about whether the hardcore title would work now. Like what? Well, what uh, is, great example. Great example. Give Listen me some news here. Well, you know? Great example. Here's here's what here's what Booker had to say. I like Mike. That's terrible, terrible impression. (laughs) 
I like Mike. He's always been a great producer for me. He's always been great for the business. But hell, there's a lot of guys great for business. It's not going to be one guy that's going to go over to AEW that came from WWE and that's going to change the name of the game. I mean, Arn Anderson and all those guys, you know, the Dean Malenkos and all those guys, they're there now. I mean, if it was going to be changed, it's going to change. When Mike, What Mike brings to the table is awesome. It's vast. In other words, that there's no headline there. There's, there's no, it's a, it's just a throwaway thing that book was saying on his podcast and they try to turn it into a whole news story. I know. I know. Like he, I know. Well, that's I, the whole world does this, but no. I clicked the link. He's clicked. But I'm clicked. friends with man, sir. Only because I'm friends with both of them that I clicked the link. Would a regular person click that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, can we just talk about it real quick? So how was the house show? How was Bray Wyatt? Who did he wrestle? Oh, it was Bray Wyatt's first match back dip. And let me tell you, it was against someone that everybody knew he was going to have a match against. Who was uh, it? You were waiting for it with bated breath. It was Jinder Mahal. Right. And and <laughs> what was the presentation any different um, in the I, ring? The truth. No. Um, was his presentation any different? I, I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you. We walked in during his match. So I'm not going to give a commentary on what his uh, level of presentation was. Um, we, Look, we I got to be honest. I, I got to be honest. They're doing a great job with the with it. It's the most intriguing thing in wrestling this year, um, in WWE anyway. But we uh, think it's know. more intriguing than than the Bloodline than Sammy and the Bloodline. It's, it's tied for me. I yes, wow. ultimately Very because strong. I'm you know I'm a macabre guy. I'm a macabre guy, and I, I yeah you're not oh, Usi, you know. By the way, the whole Usi thing is the most Dipperstein thing on earth. <laughs> yeah, it really know? is. I you know. You know Although so. by the way, in classic fashion, with things that are cute like that. It has got, gotten to be too much very yes. quickly. Well, like the, yeah, it, it lasted longer the, than it would in the Vince era, you know. Once they made the Usi shirts, though, I mean, I knew yeah. they had to, but like it was just okay. Anyways, keep going. So you love the Bray say, presentation. I, I, look, I, I love the presentation. I love what's going on with Bray, but I need, I need ten percent more something. I, I, I by the way, I, you know, I love a slow burn. I just need to know a little bit more about the Uncle Howdy at this point. I need to know a little bit more about the mythology in the next Agreed. month leading up to WrestleMania because if it's just going to be a – and by the way, I, I, I can be honest. I've been, I've been a little on and off in the last month or so. But like I – you know, if it's just going to be him and LA Knight at WrestleMania, I, I – you know. It can't be. Can't, it can't be. I'm sorry. I, it can't be him. I think it, it's going to be. I, I – I, you know, you think what it's else would be it be? You think it's going to be him and L.A. Knight at WrestleMania? You think L.A. Knight's getting a WrestleMania match? Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I, that part is very interesting to me. I, I like I like L.A. Knight just fine, but like I, as someone who's not a weekly NXT viewer, I, I don't have any connection to L.A. Knight. I think that L.A. Knight uh, is, and I said this I, to, I, And I was going to say that next. Sorry, I, I I have I've said this privately, but I I do think that L.A. Knight. Maybe I said it on the podcast or a, you know a while ago, but I think he's really trying to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> he's trying to emulate Stone Cold Steve Austin, even though it's not the same gimmick. He's it's the same mannerisms and the same way of speaking and the same sort of vibe. Well, uh, speaking of which, by the way, that that should allow us to go to this conversation about tonight, because as we're recording this tonight is the big final SmackDown of the year, John Cena teaming with Kevin Owens. And I'll ask you this, Dipperstein. Do you think that tonight something happens with Cena that gives us an indication of where he's going to go for Mania? No. You think it'll just be a match, a cheer, da, 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 yeah. and he walks out? Yes. Yes, I don't think you're going to get... You agree, Natalie? I don't you think, think you're going to get the feud, the feud starting this early. Cena can't commit to three months of television. Um, 
you know, I, I just I think it's but, I think they could, but they could but they could totally plant a seed. And I, I you you didn't hear the podcast last week, Dip. But what I, what I said here's what I cannot accept. I cannot accept John Cena versus, for example, Logan Paul. And the only way the story starts is that Logan Paul walks out tonight and says, I want John Cena that I, I need there to be a story. I, you're preaching of the, you're, you're barking up the, the, the wrong tree here. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know you, I know um, that's how you feel also. So I, I do worry that like the match ends and Logan Paul walks out and stands on the stage as they go off TV. And it's just like, well, there it is. Like, can you, you got to give us something? Don't do not every year. It could be John Cena's last WrestleMania match. Don't I, don't I don't want it to be thrown away. He's thrown away so many manias over the last several years, Dip, with matches that weren't planned, impromptu, no story. Last year, there was no match. So, like, I just really hope if we get Cena at Mania, we get a real Cena story. He doesn't have to be there every week to do it. You don't have to be there every week. I don't think you're going to get to Logan Paul. You don't think so? No. I think <laughs> Logan Paul needs to be against someone who's really limber. And his moves around a lot better than John Cena does in the ring. Interesting. I I think that Logan Paul should go up against someone he can get a win against, and I, I don't think him beating John Cena makes sense. Um, how about? It's not going to happen. It'll be someone else more major. So, so so will it be? Will it be Stone Cold? Yeah, I don't. No, I don't know if he's going to have a match against Logan Paul. No, 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 no. No, no. I Cena. Oh, Stone, Stone Cold Cena. Yes, that would be the made bed? of the made um, the highest th- level. Let me tell you this. If they did Stone Cold versus Cena, it would be, of course, Stone Cold Rock is made, but we've seen it a million Cena, times. Cena Stone Cold is the biggest. If they did Cena Stone Cold Rock Roman, it's the biggest WrestleMania ever. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you still get the rock, but you're getting you can't have the two old fogies together. You got to separate them. The biggest problem that they would face if they did Cena, Stone Cold, and Rock Roman, the biggest problem they'd have, and this is a great problem to have, is that Cena, Stone Cold would essentially steal the main event slot. That becomes the biggest match. I'm sorry. No, it, it, the Rock's not going to not be the biggest match. What do you, well, no, it may be billed as the biggest match, but I'm telling you, in my, I think to a lot of fans, they will be more curious about seeing John Cena and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It seems like more of an unlikely dream match, doesn't it? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like hard to even picture. That's not going to happen either, guys. So and gals. Why not? That's not why not? Are you? Are you? You're, you're. Why not? Let me tell you why. Okay. Let me. That's what I'd like. I'd like you to tell. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you an explanation, which I've, uh, is a Dipperstein-ism, a thousand percent. But I'm going to okay. tell you why that's not going to happen. Tell me why it's not going to because happen. because instead of giving the people what they want and what they would dream to see. Wrestling as a whole, I'm talking about WWE, I'm talking about AEW, I'm talking about since the in the annals of time. Oh, you're talking annals? I'm talking annals here. Okay. The notion of putting someone over or the older guy putting over the younger person prevails in every situation when it mm. comes to booking matches, okay? In other putting words, they can't over. have two old guys let, together because no let one me gets give put you, over. That's right. Let me give you a newsflash, writers of wrestling and people who create wrestling products. No one cares about anyone being put over by the older person, okay? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. That's, that's not if, true. You always it, go too it, far. That, no that's, 
No, but no, I'm sorry. They, Don't get I'm not caught up in his far. nonsense. This is He's the, going too far. Of course it matters. Okay. Have, who's a, okay. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Who's, who would you say is the, is the, is the sexiest, most up and coming wrestler in, in WWE right now? What do you mean up and coming? Who exactly? is the hottest young talent in WWE? Montez Ford, Matt Riddle, Bianca Belair. I don't know. Uh, give me, give me uh, for the purposes of this conversation, a male wrestler, a male. Okay. Um, but not already a champion? Yes. Or no, or like is just emerging as mage. Sure, let's say Montez. Sure. Okay. Here's this is a better example. How about Austin Theory? Okay. Would you rather see Austin Theory become a bigger star because Stone Cold put him over or would you see would you rather see Cena versus Stone Cold? <laughs> it's like No, that's a different argument though. I agree with you. I would rather see Cena versus Stone Cold. But I'm Cole. saying in in the prevailing theory of people who create the wrestling product is that the older per- – like putting – he's going to do the job for this one. No one cares. No, the People want to see the, the biggest attraction and I the under- most fun match. I the, Here's the thing. I'm just calling you out for the way you're describing it. I agree with you. I'd rather see Cena Austin. But to say that no one cares – when an up-and-coming talent beats a big name, that's not true. It it does cement people, uh, that a big name. Um, you, an you're old telling me, hold on, name. it didn't a, it a didn't, legend, a legend. It didn't it didn't mean anything when when Drew McIntyre eliminated Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble and then beat him for the title? That you don't think that made Drew McIntyre to some extent? You know it did. It changed well, here, him. Well, we're we're on different. Uh, this is a different argument. Okay, I'm just following what you said. Brock was Brock Lesnar the champ. He's I would say, to, to for all intents and purposes, Brock Lesnar is still an active wrestler. Yeah, true, true. Okay, you're saying only with legends, like you don't care. Well, you're saying. I, I mean, think- I guess Hogan was an active wrestler. He put over Warrior. I mean, it's just a different time now when you see every wrestler on earth wrestle everyone a thousand times every year because everyone, every main eventer is on TV every week or whatever. So it's different than it was back in the day when, you know, uh, Ultimate Warrior beats Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania six, and he was the Intercontinental Champion, and it leveled him up to becoming the main event or the top guy. I'm talking about you have Stone Cold Steve Austin, let's say, who's been retired for 20 years. We don't need to see him lose to Austin Theory because we, it's going to make Austin Theory seem like a main eventer now. Well, I'd rather I see Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins in the most incredible WrestleMania Macho Man uh, Steamboat esque match ever than see him beat Stone Cold Steve Austin in some gimmick bullshit thing. I'd rather see Cena versus Austin. I, the I dream agree. of the cinch. I agree. We're we're on the same page. I'm just questioning your use of no one cares. That's all. But I do agree. We probably won't get less it. people care than they think. How's okay. That? Okay. I think they would argue it's not about people consciously caring. It's about what it does, how it affects the psyche of people that they see someone beat someone mage. I think they think it affects people's psyche more than it does. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, I I think we could get Sita and Austin. I. Well, that would be mage. Well, listen, Austin's obviously doing something. He looks garganch. He looks truly garganch. Um. Yeah, the rock now, and the rock doesn't even. The rock looks like the Incredible Hulk. Um. Anyways, everyone, we hope you have a wonderful holiday. We know we didn't talk about anything too serious today. I wanted to get into some mailbag, but we've taken too long, so there's will be no mailbag. Dip. We hope your uh, trip back is turbulence free. Happy birthday to our beloved Troy the Goy, and uh, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful New Year, and we'll catch you 
uh, next Tuesday on the first cheap heat of 2023. Everyone be careful on New Year's Eve. Stay off the roads. Stay away from the amateurs, okay? New Year's Eve is amateur hour. You got, especially if you're in a city like New York, the streets after like 11 o'clock become full-on amateur hour out there, okay? So be secure, be smart, and uh, have a wonderful holiday. And Dip, do us a favor and, and stay mage. Yeah, I'd like you to also stay mage if possible. Mage. <laughs>